This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. Greetings and welcome to the Rock, Rock, Rock and Roll podcast. Check out this record. My name is Mark and with us as always is a man I've been going to punk, going punk rock steady with for the better part of the last 20 years. It's Frankie D. Hey, Mark. 20 awesome years and counting, my man. Absolutely. If your friends are wondering uh, why you suddenly have such good taste in music, uh, be sure to tell them it's because you've been listening to this podcast. Uh, check out this record can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course, Amazon Music or wherever you find the finest of podcasts. Heck, we're even on YouTube. So uh, spread the word, you dirty bird. Ah, that's right. New episodes drip to the drop directly to your ears every Friday, of course, for your listening pleasure. That's right. Uh, for the uninitiated, here on Check Out This Record, Frank and I uh, find albums for each other and go through them track by track. But that's not all. Oh, no, no. We also have a wide array of musical discussions like in our Spotlight series where we'll dig into a band's catalog and see what comes out the other side. That's right. Or in our Versus series where we pit two albums against each other and they duke it out for total stereo domination. Now, if social media is your thing and the NSA has told us explicitly that it is, <laughs> be sure to check us out on Instagram. Plus, we've got a Facebook Facebook group thingamajig. I don't even like saying Facebook where we like to drop additional content when we feel like it. So mark yourself safe from shitty music and give us a like and a follow or however that devil infested box works. That's right. And don't forget to pop over to the world famous tube of the U and watch as we make silly faces as we try to put the show together. Maybe we've got some exclusive content coming. You definitely don't want to miss. So be sure to fire off a click on that old subscribe button. Uh, by the way, we welcome lots of civil discourse. And Mark, mm -hmm. we've had lots of it minus the civil on YouTube with our Zeppelin episode. Yeah, man, you're willing to talk shit about me. You might as well be able to back it up there, pally pal. But anyways, today on the show, Graham, uh, we'll be <laughs> heading uh, to Jamaica via SoCal as we jump into the Mad Caddies 2018 release, Punk Rock Steady. Oh, yeah. Unlike last week where Led Zeppelin tried to lie to us and claim they wrote most of the album, <laughs> the Mad Caddies are openly covering and giving credit to some of their favorite punk bands mm -hmm. now let's talk a bit about the mad caddies shall we frank you and i have been big fans uh, of ska since we were just you know lil punks that's l-i-l yeah. with the apostrophe uh, <laughs> what makes uh the mad caddies stick out from their uh, kind of late 90s early 2000s ska contemporaries yeah well mark of course in our ska ska episode i was gonna say scar ska episode uh mm -hmm. 
some scars were revealed. Everyone heard me, of course, get choked up when I mentioned <laughs> the caddies and my father mm-hmm. liking the song Distress from their first mm-hmm. record. Um, in the midst of Third Wave Ska, what stood out, at least to me, were the vocals, number one, and just the catchiness variety of the tunes. Chuck's vocals, the singer, uh, to me, are just some of the best. I'm listen, I'm sure he's never taken a singing lesson before, but he's got a natural tone. Uh, the caddies <laughs> also don't just play Third Wave Ska or two-tone ska or dixieland ska they do it all they do all of it right each record gives you a taste of all those blended styles uh, into a unique sound so that's why to me the the caddies albums are just always fantastic to listen to because you get you get all of those yeah and these guys are just an absolute blast live frank will tell you i saw them live somewhere in the 2003 uh, 2002 2003 range uh, i bought a t-shirt i wore that t-shirt until it basically fell off of oh, me. i remember um anywho uh punk rock steady it's a ska band so you know uh there are at least seven dudes in the band and uh <laughs> we have seven dudes playing on it. so here we are uh graham palmer on bass and vocals todd rosenberg on drums and percussion uh mark bush on the trumpet uh sasha lazaro on guitar and banjo. I apologize if I just screwed up your name, dude. Uh, Dustin Lanker on organ. Uh, Frank, this dude was wow. also uh, in the Cherry Pop and Daddies, mm. uh, and he was the the touring keyboardist for the uh, for the muddy uh, the, the Mad Caddies uh, and joined officially for this album. Nice. Uh, Eduardo Hernandez on trombone, Chuck Robinson on vocals and guitar. Yeah, uh, we do get guest vocals by uh, Amy Allen, a.k.a. Amy Interrupter mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. Fat Mike of No Effects, who is also the album's producer. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, even a broken clock's right twice a day, and that's why this album doesn't suck. <laughs> As we go through the album, we'll discuss each track, but also the original artist and uh, composition and compare the, the cover to the OG. Frank, yeah, you ready to skank the night away? I'm uh, ready. Excellent, excellent. All right, track one, Sorrow, originally from Bad Religion's 2002 release, The Process of Belief, or as it's known in my house, the last good Bad Religion album. Uh, when asked about the meaning of the song, Brett Gruwitz had this to say, quote, well, it's the story of Job from the Old Testament. Job was the most righteous man in the world. The devil said to God, these people are basically bad. And God said, well, no. The devil said, uh, give me one example. And God said, uh, look at Job. He's a righteous man. The devil said uh, that he could corrupt him like any man. And they made a wager. Uh, and that was God's way of rewarding the one righteous man on the planet. That was God turning his back on the one man who was good and righteous. Uh, that's not God. That's religion. Uh, that's an example of how detestable religion is. Uh, what is the lesson there? No matter how good you are, God will turn his back on you. This is the basis of <laughs> this is the basis for Judeo-Christian religion? Question mark. Uh, is it any surprise the world is so screwed up? Question mark. Uh, I don't know why I keep saying question mark. They say that the story of Job is the saddest story ever told. So it seemed like the best archetype story mm. to start a song called Sorrow. Sorrow. End quote. Um, Frank, the Mad Caddies use the song's uh, bare intro, but quickly transition 
to a low-key rock steady vibe to tell the saddest story ever told as it were uh what do you think of their interpretation and which do you prefer the bad religion take or the chilled out uh but still dramatic mad caddies rock steady take oh i tell you you know that question is right out of the gate i mean first track it's really hard to pick from and sorrow yeah to me is one of bad religions best songs from one of their best albums. And not only is the original interpretation on the record great, but the, it, like just even the acoustic version is, is stunning. If you listen to it, it's just so tastefully good. I do love laid back sky rock steady version. All right. It gives it quite a groove and actually brings light to the sorrow uh, for the sake though. I will pick the bad religion version just due to the heavy content. And I think, that music captures it a little better. That doesn't mean that the caddies version is bad. It's just, you, you did ask me which I like better. So <laughs> yeah, sure. sure. Uh, track two: sleep long uh, operation. Ivy's lament for their fellow man and woman uh, who die homeless in the street. Uh, and the toll it takes on society as we watch originally released on their self-titled album in 1989. Once again, we get a very similar intro to chill out rock steady groove. Amy interrupter helping out on the chorus here. And of course we get uh, this big walking bass line and mellow horns, mm. Frank operation Ivy, the godfathers of punk rocks, third wave. What do you think the OG or mad caddies? As much as I love, 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 love the energy record. Believe it or not, this was one of my lesser favorite songs from there. And maybe that's just because the rest of it is so damn good. It was always a song where I'm like, all right, I, I could deal with skipping this. Um, but the caddies do good. So this one goes to the caddies for me. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, track three, she from green days, uh, small breakout record dookie, <laughs> uh, one of Billy Joe Armstrong's favorites. He makes sure it's played at every show and has said, uh, he'll keep playing it as long as he's playing music. The song itself is a, a love song he penned for a girlfriend from the yeah. University of California. She was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, she was an ardent feminist, uh, which enthralled him, saying, quote, she gave me an education that I was. Yep, she gave me an education uh, that I think was very timely for me. I was just a dumb kid, high school dropout. She was telling me about the way women have been objectified for many years uh and i just listened armstrong explained that the scream at me until my ears bleed lyric is him telling her he's here to listen with any kind of activism the first thing you need to do is be a good listener he said the song becomes about an understanding mm. end quote frank yeah, uh, the original is a personal favorite of mine, certainly yeah. from the Dookie record. Oh, yeah. But I do love this mellow construct. What what says you? Well, I'm gonna go cheap here, and I'm saying both. And and the, the song works as a punk song, and uh, which Green Day obviously showed us, and a bitch and ska song, like which the Mad Caddies have done. It, it, it's one of those things where I think the sentiment. Um, Okay, so Sorrow, for example, was definitely deep. And not saying that this is deep, but Sorrow's like maybe a couple layers deeper. Mm -hmm. This one transposes great as Green Day's version and the Scott version, I think, because of then the content, right? Uh, I'm sure you could do even a song like this in many different versions, though, to be honest with you, probably on a, an acoustic guitar, and it's still going to be killer. So, absolutely. Well, we're moving right along track four mm -hmm. and we thought that nation states were a bad idea. So here we get 
the propaganda propagandies opus to class war from their 1996 release less talk more rock uh, an underrated album from them i know that uh people typically put it towards the bottom of their list but i think it's a phenomenal album anyways it's kind of weird to hear it as though you're sitting on a beach with a frozen drink, but the mad caddies do it justice. My only gripe is letting Fat Mike tag on that little parody of Scott Sucks to close out the song. Not sure what it adds other than like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm making fun of propaganda. Uh, Frank, you and I talk a bit about uh, how crummy working with these big soulless corporations can be. And it's amazing that uh, 26 years on, this song still feels painfully relevant uh talk me out of burning down the establishment please well mark as i told you this past week uh you know in our private conversations the biggest cowardly and sneaky snake is the modern day company uh but that was probably true in 96 also <laughs> see folks i'm here to tell you to abandon that ideology because it doesn't matter to corporations we're all treated the same Yep. Now on to the music. Uh, I agree that Fat Mike is not needed here. And, and it's weird a little bit to have the summertime version of a song like this. Kind of indifferent on this one um, as far as it's um, the, the caddies interpretation, just knowing what the content of it is. Musically, yeah. though, in the vibe, you know, I could get around and I could I could still do this. So there you go. Yeah. Get a little dancing in there. I'm, I'm with you, though. I'm taking the, the original, the propaganda version on that one. Oh, gee. Track. Track five, she's gone. Uh, speaking of old fatty, here we get uh, NoFX's from NoFX's White Trash, Two Hebes and a Bean, a tragic tale of the aftermath uh, left behind when heroin addiction finally mm -hmm. consumes its user. Frank, while I appreciate how NoFX plays this, I have to tell you, not having Eric Melvin screaming the occasional line makes a, a ton better immediately. Uh, Amy Interrupter, on the other hand, does a great job, a great deal uh, to add depth to the Mad Caddies cover. Uh, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite NoFX tunes, and I'm really digging the vibe that the Caddies bring here with uh, Amy lending a hand. Um, uh, due to Fat Mike just being stale to me as of late and potentially messing up your fat wreck orders, uh, I'm gonna give I'm go I'm going with the cat I'm going with the caddies on this one. <laughs> I keep shorting me albums and then releasing stuff on colored vinyl after I anyways. Mm. Uh track six AM. Uh this heartbreaker mm. uh is from Tony Boy. Sly's 12 song program frank uh you've got a better understanding of tony sly and his work would you tell our fine listeners about this number yeah absolutely and shout out to his uh i became just uh, obviously not like communicative but uh mm -hmm. his is um his wife on on instagram and i'll post things and you know say you know tony's missed and she'll like them and i know it was her daughter's birthday who's now 18 so happy birthday uh to to tony sly's daughter um not being over dramatic here but you know tony sly's death messes with my head uh this song is such a tale of heartbreak and i'm glad the caddies pay tribute to someone had a, who had a lot more music in them uh the i'm not scared if if you're the knight is just gut wrenching and the caddies mm -hmm. do it very very justice uh very very you know they do it it's justice uh, i suggest <laughs> blah, blah 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 i suggest both should be listened to absolutely i couldn't agree with you more uh track seven alien eight 
correct. Uh, fitting placement for Lagwagon Trek here is Tony Sly and Joey Cape were good friends and collaborators. Uh, this tale of isolation is from Lagwagon's Double Platinum. Uh, mm. This is one of the first songs from them that really spoke to me and made me a lifelong fan of the band. Yeah, Frank uh, I mean- does putting uh, such an introspective song to such a laid back rhythm take away from the earnestness of it? Or do you think the Mad Caddies pull it off? That's a really, really good question. Uh, the original Maybe. version of some of these tunes, you could argue, just never needed a cover. However, I mm-hmm. get why the Caddies are selecting a song like this as Lagwagon. It's had a big impact, and this song is am- among their most popular. Uh, to me, the laid-back version of this, you know, in the pool having drinks is awesome. Uh, but again, the subject matter of that alienation uh, is then tough to correlate that together. Uh, so obviously, I mean, listen, anything lag wagon, I'm going to, even though as much, I love the caddies, I'm going to probably say lag wagon a little bit over, but <laughs> again, these are fun versions. So absolutely track eight, some kind of hate mm-hmm. uh, from the misfits classic album, static age, the mad caddies put on a lounge act. You'd expect to hear at the Ramada room at the holiday Inn <laughs> in hell. Uh, I love this choice for this song. It covers all of their cliche bases, and you can really hear the Mad Caddies having just an absolute blast with it. Yeah. This might be my favorite uh, from the album, Frank. Uh, what so did you good. think of it? Love, 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 love this version. I really do. It's everything you've ever wanted out of a classic Misfits song and more in this style of, of you know the Scott Rock Steady. And more importantly, the band's having fun with it. Mm-hmm. It's just great. Uh, so track nine mm-hmm. we have uh 2rak005 originally by the band bracket on the fat music for fat people and a seven inch called stinky fingers both of which were released in 94 i didn't care enough to look up which one came first mm-hmm. now bracket isn't a band i'm terribly familiar with outside of what was available on comp cds back in the day yeah. this number seems to be uh about the lies we tell to keep ourselves happy and the caddies take you right to the beach with their cover of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a philosophy you practice. Is it Frank? I try not to man. Although like every <laughs> flawed human funny as fuck. Yeah. He sure did. <laughs> like every flawed human. I'm sure I subconsciously have done it before. Uh, not overly familiar with bracket. Like you said, outside the comps, they were like on every comp, like you would get like a oh, bracket, mm-hmm. bracket, bracket. So yeah, feels like summer, in my house with this tune and you know i'm down for it i'm down for it moving right along it's track 10 sink florida sink uh, from our home state heroes against me (laughs) off their second album as the eternal cowboy i've always imagined that if you grew up in florida like frank and i have and then you left it this is a hundred percent how you would feel about leaving it behind it's funny i don't know who wants uh their state to fall into the ocean more Californians or Floridadians. Um, I tried to make that up. Uh, I love how heavy the Mad Caddies lean into the organ and bass lines here and take this number uh, for a walk. What says you, old chump? It's funny because both state residents want their state to fall into the ocean. Uh, but, you know, just be happy that you're living and find your comfort. <laughs> Co- find, find your comfort wherever your home state may be. Listen, um, mm-hmm. The arrangement really makes this uh, a different song like this. It's so to me almost where they could be like two separate songs Mm because the against me version is just 
just an acoustic guitar. You know, that's it. Uh, obviously, there's live versions where there's more amplified. Uh, I, oh man, I just love both versions. I really do. You know, that that original version is always going to have a special place. And um, the bass lines, though, like you said, in this add add so much depth to it. And to me, like I was like, if I had to pick any song again, that seemed like an, another separate song from its original. It, it would be this one. But both both were awesome. Very nice. Track 11. Gene is dead. Uh, the closer from the 1982 Descendants classic Milo Goes to College. There are theories that Gene is the same girl sung about in Bikeage. Mm. Could be. Uh, I'm not sure. I wasn't there. Either way, Bill Stevenson uh, does what he does best lyrically and finds a way to smash your heart into pieces. I love the way the Mad Caddies handle this number with a bright upstroke guitar and uh, mm. beautiful horn parts. Frank. Covering material this serious is a hard thing to do without making it cheesy. How'd the Mad Caddies do? I mean, I've always thought that this was one of the underrated Descendants songs, and the Caddies don't make it cheesy at all, uh, and which gives it, you know, it's a proper tribute. Uh, it's such a touching adolescent tale of one of the worst things that could probably ever happen in youth, and these, these both versions are just great. Both versions are awesome. Yeah, this is a hard one to pick between, that's for sure. Track 12... Take me home. Piss mm. off. Uh, another closing track. This one from Snuff's 1998 release. Tweet, tweet, my lovely. Now, <laughs> Snuff is a band that I, uh, again, only familiar with from Yeah, like Bracket. Like Bracket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find uh, the original on YouTube as the album doesn't appear to be streaming anywhere. Anyways, uh, the song itself seems to be about, uh, you know, getting too drunk and needing to be, well, taken home uh, i love all the english terms for things snuff are a british punk band so it's not surprising but uh the way that it bleeds into that caribbean vibe of rocksteady yeah. and the mad caddies uh do a fantastic job uh on this one making it their own uh frank uh you pissed you need me to take you home <laughs> i always need you to take me home pal <laughs> oh thanks buddy this is a great way to cap off this record uh, the bracket and the snuff tunes are in the same arena for me, just with the uh, not as familiar territory. Uh, I love the English style references. It's a nice flair in the caddy style. Great way to end things. That's that's how yeah. you do it. That's how you do it. Mm -hmm. Man, I, I have to tell you, I really enjoyed not having to deal with Jimmy Page's ego this week. Mm -hmm. um, Frank, <laughs> would you be so kind as to give us your final thoughts on punk rock steady? Yeah, man. I mean, dealing with the egos uh, uh, and the mob or Zeppelin fans will definitely be an uphill battle. Uh, so this album's a really fun record. That doesn't mean all the songs were meant to be fun, but that's that's fine. Um, caddies are, you know, they're trying to make these in their style, and they're they're not saying they're making them better. They're wanting to pay tribute to some awesome songs that have influenced them as a band uh this record is easy to digest there's not really any boring or low lights on there it's what would you expect out of the caddies and the high quality they bring to the interpretation of these songs well done eight out of ten all right well you know me the mad caddies will always have a place in my uh chubby heart uh the energy and vulnerability have always spoken to me and punk rock steady doesn't disappoint. It shows the band's ability to stretch their legs from the ska and skate punk we've always known from them yeah. and pay tribute to some of their favorite uh, songs and bands. All of the songs they chose really work well in this rock steady style. 
And I love the way this album flows. Yeah. The songs are arranged well, and the album is paced nicely, despite being under 40 minutes long. Uh, this gets, uh, just like you, Frank, an 8 out of 10 from me. Uh, great job adapting a style you're not known for uh, to a style uh that normally sounds like trash to most people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> great, great choice uh, for this episode, my man. Yeah, so the good news, Frank, uh, no game this week. Oh, sorry, buddy. Sorry. But my, mean, stre- my streak of 50% across the board is, 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 is temporarily well, you, on hold. <laughs> you were up to like at least 65, oh, maybe okay. six, 64. Um, <laughs> but uh, why don't we tell the folks at home what we're listening to next week? All right. Well, I was up thinking about this the other night. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked about it and I have a very interesting pick for you. Ooh. Uh, it's from 1991. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be sailing on the seas of cheese, my friend. Oh, you know what that is? Right. We're going to be talking sailing the seas of cheese. That's right. We're going to be talking about Jerry was a race car driver, Tommy the cat, Sergeant Baker, and all these other really interesting tunes. You know, Primus is a band. Um, they were just in my head the other day, uh, just thinking about them. And I'm like, you know, I, I really want to sit down, take some time uh, listening to them. Uh, Les Claypool is an absolute uh, just I, I don't even know what to make of him as far as his abilities on the bass. And uh, I just wanted to dive into one of their records. So very nice. You know, I'm pretty sure I stole Seth's copy of uh, Pork Soda Oh, like way, way back in the day. Um, and I've always felt Primus was an interesting band and I've, I've really never given them like too much thought cause it's always just kind of fun and silly. Right. Uh, so, uh, I, a- I, sir, am, am pumped and looking forward to, uh, a nice sail on the sea of cheese. Yeah. You know, you know, what's interesting is I, I think it was one of the Metallica documentaries, right. When they were looking for a bass player and like Les Claypool yep. tried out because he was friends with Kirk Hammond from high school. And uh, they're like, you're just too good. You have to do your own thing. <laughs> um, and it was always funny that they were on um, Bill and Dad's bogus journey in the battle of the bands actually doing one of these songs, Tommy, the cat. So, um, you know, it's going to be fun. I think we have a good time with it and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So nice. thanks everyone for listening, watching, uh, and arguing with me about Zeppelin in all seriousness. So we welcome thoughts, opinions, and ideas. Don't forget to like, sc- subscribe, rate, review. Be safe out there. I can't believe we made it to the end of another episode. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we appreciate you making it all the way to the end and, and hearing us out. So uh, why don't you say it with me now? Oh, my, my. Oh, hell yes. Oh, bye bye. I'm going to go watch kids in the hall now.